The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'M TRUSTEE AND ASSOCIATE PAST REDMOND SPROAT SENIOR, AND I WOULD LIKE TO THANK YOU FOR JOINING US TODAY. WE WELCOME YOU TO THE KINGDOM OF GOD CRUSADE TELECAST BEING BROUGHT TO YOU EVERY SUNDAY MORNING, NOT ONLY HERE IN Hawaii FROM 8 TO 9 A.M., BUT ALSO IN PARTS OF CALIFORNIA FROM 6 TO 7 A.M. ON STATION, XTTV CHANNEL 13 IN SAN DIEGO. FROM 6 TO 7 A.M. ON STATION, KPSE CHANNEL 13 IN PALM SPRINGS. FROM 7 TO 8 A.M. ON STATION, KBTV CHANNEL 8 AND COMCAST CHANNEL 238 IN SACRAMENTO, INCLUDING CHICO AND FRESNO. FROM 6 TO 7 A.M. ON STATION, KBVU-TV CHANNEL 28 IN EUREKA. FROM 7 TO 8 A.M. ON STATION, KVME CHANNEL 20 IN LOS ANGELES AND SAN BERNARDINO. FROM 8 TO 9 A.M. ON STATION, KOTR-TV CHANNEL 11 IN MONTEREY. FROM 6 TO 7 A.M. ON STATION, KECY CHANNEL 9 IN EL CENTRO CALIFORNIA AND YUMA, ARIZONA. FROM 6 TO 7 A.M. ON STATION, KLSR CHANNEL 34 IN EUGENE, OREGON. FROM 5 TO 6 A.M. ON STATION, KZJL CHANNEL 22 IN SEATTLE, WASHINGTON. FROM 6 TO 7 A.M. ON STATION, KUCW CHANNEL 30 OF OGDEN AND SALT LAKE CITY, UTAH, AND PARTS OF NEVADA AND WYOMING. AND FROM 11 TO 12 MIDNIGHT ON STATION KGBY-TV CHANNEL 20 IN GRAND JUNCTION, COLORADO, AS WELL AS FROM 7 TO 8 A.M. ON TIME WARNER CABLE CHANNEL 503 IN NEW YORK CITY. IF YOU WOULD LIKE MORE INFORMATION, on our church and via our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast.
a child of God is able to stand firm on one absolute, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He will never fail us. Standing on this certainty is what makes the believer continue their spiritual fight. With Jesus at the helm, fighting the battles of his people, why should we continue to live with fear or doubt? Leave all your cares on the altar and have faith that the Savior will give you the victory. Our church choir, directed by assistant choir director Pohaku Corder, are ready to sing for you the exciting number, He Never Faileth Me Yet. Featuring a vocal solo by Christy Hahn, the choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Corder on the organ. We invite you to sing along with the choir as the words appear on your television screen.
Thank you, choir. The church band under the direction of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr. are now ready to play for you the song entitled Born Again. If your expectations of living a worry and problem-free life just because you belong to Jesus, well, you are sadly mistaken. Living the way our Lord truly wants His people to live means we fully rely on faith, believing that He will take care of our needs, protect us in times of trouble, and guide us when we lose our way is what will strengthen our resolve to continue the fight until He calls us home. Our soloist for this morning is Tracy Asano, and she has chosen to sing for the Lord and for you, saints and friends, the wonderful melody entitled, 
praise his name. Tracy will be accompanied by Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Mason Asantini and myself on the guitars. When you're up against a wall And your mountain seems so tall and you realize that life's not always fair you can run away and hide let the old man decide or you can change your circumstances with a prayer when everything falls apart Praise his name when you have a broken heart. Just raise your hands and say, Lord, you're all I need. You're everything to me, and he'll take the pain away. And when it seems you're all alone, feel you can't go on just raise your hands and say greater is he that is within me you can praise the hurt away if you just praise his name Praise the herd away. 
give you praise, Jesus' name. A true born-again believer and follower of the Lord is always prepared to serve at a moment's notice. The excitement of serving Him should always remain within the heart of the believer, always standing and proclaiming to the Heavenly Father, Here I am, Lord. I am willing, ready, and able to serve in whatever capacity you see fit. Once again, the church choir will sing for you, and the melody they've chosen is entitled, Ready, Lord.
Praise the Lord. What a beautiful number. Thank you again, choir. And now I call upon the talented Punahele Kapuni to play on her auto hop the song entitled No Not One. The vocal group known as the Men Crusaders, directed by Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., are eagerly awaiting to sing for you the exciting number entitled, When We All Get to Heaven. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate today's number to a faithful sister in the Lord. True dedication and service to the Lord, this beautiful sister willingly and lovingly serves Jesus with all her heart. In spite of her tests, trials, and tribulations, she continues with the strength and might of a prayer warrior and a soldier of the Lord. Today's number is dedicated to Mrs. Marie Kahalehoi of Honolulu. Marie, may the good Lord richly bless you and your family, and may you continue your journey with him, all in Jesus' name. Have a beautiful Sunday. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace. 
in the mansions bright and blessed he'll prepare for us a place when we
Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor of the Jandak, and I'd like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the county ads for a big audience. Especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. This telecast can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in San Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY, Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 News in Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 in Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Tamarana Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our kingdom of God's without casting on the entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our gospel service here on Homestead Hawaii. Service is held at Temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service starts at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At the Kamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Portland Avenue, gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighborhood branch churches. The service is all conducted by Professor Reginald Kestner Senior in Kalakai Molokai, Professor Kenneth Averro in the Haina Maui, Professor Walter T. Law in Leo Hill, Hawaii, Professor Leonard Kiyonasana Senior in Kalo, Kauai, and Professor Hadamasai Molokai Kauaiian, and Professor Vesper, Professor Rosalind Walter Pinot, Philippines. You're welcome to attend this service, no matter regardless of your affiliations. There are no collections. Well, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations address designated the conclusion telecast. And I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Ford Sr., who will bring forward a spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Jose. Some of you in our viewing audience are undoubtedly wondering if the participants in our telecast are compensated in any way to perform in the choir, band, or special vocal and instrumental groups. My answer is an emphatic no. Let me reassure you all that every person you see in our telecast are bona fide members of the Apostolic Faith Church who give of their total rehearsal and performance times as well as their talents willingly from the heart for the glory of God and for absolutely no monetary gains of any kind. Contributions from our television viewers are used, in fact, to help maintain these weekly telecasts. And through your generosity and financial help, we are able to bring forth such sermons as the one I have prepared for you entitled, The King of Kings and Lord of Lords is Jesus Christ. And we have all come to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is only a prayer away from all of us and will respond when we call upon his name, Jesus Christ, and plead for his precious blood to cover us from all sin. 
God's Word, the Bible tells us that the Lord's path is always straight and narrow. And it can appear at times to be a difficult and up, constant uphill climb. However, on the other hand, the easy downhill path will lead every man, woman, and child straight into condemnation in hell below. Therefore, today's sermon is intended to encourage everyone to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling and to prepare themselves to be ready when the Lord Jesus Christ calls us up saying, come up hither. God's spiritual purpose is to set up his kingdom upon this earth. And the natural question which comes to mind might be, who is the king of kings and lord of lords? One of the greatest musical composers of the 1700s, George Frederick Handel, composed the opera Messiah in the year 1741. And it is a portion entitled the Hallelujah Chorus, which even to this very day is a musical masterpiece, which still arouses deep feelings of Christian allegiance. And in it, composer Handel vividly describes the sovereignty and majesty of the Lord God Almighty and ends with a magnificent crescendo proclaiming he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And it points to the Lord Jesus Christ who himself is the Almighty God. And let us now get out our Bibles and follow along with the reading of God's Word to see how the Lord Jesus Christ, who from the very beginning set in motion His plan of salvation for all mankind, most assuredly let us be reminded that everything the Lord Jesus Christ does is done according to His own timetable to prove as well as to serve His intended purpose to confirm that God's promises are yea and amen. All biblical prophecies confirm the very life of Jesus Christ, not only as the Son of God, but in reality the expressed image of God Himself. And He indeed is the Almighty God in the flesh, just as the Lord Jesus Christ proclaimed in John 10.30, saying, I and my Father are one. Time and time again during this ministry upon the earth, the Lord Jesus Christ reaffirmed His conversation with Philip. In John 14, 8 and 9, it says... Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, I have been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Yes, dear television viewers, even his disciples did not fully understand the mysteries of godliness, which would be revealed to them after they were filled with God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. In John 14, 11 through 12, the Lord Jesus Christ declares, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father." The Lord Jesus Christ taught his disciples to have believing faith in him, to forsake their former life and vain traditions, and to come and follow him who is the fullness of the law. Philip believed the Lord Jesus Christ, and because of his fidelity, Philip's ministry bears record that he was able to do exactly what the Lord said he would do. Philip was an optimist, and therefore he obeyed every solicitation of God's Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ told him to go to Gaza, and there he met a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority who had charge of the queen's treasury. The eunuch was returning from Jerusalem and was sitting in the chariot reading the book of Isaiah. Acts 8, 29 to 31 and 35 denotes this account. 
Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. The eunuch was reading the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. And Philip explained to him that the Lord Jesus Christ, who died and rose again and had ascended to heaven, is the selfsame Messiah whom Isaiah had dramatically described centuries before. Furthermore, Philip expounded the gospel of the kingdom of God, explaining that a man must be born again of water and of the Spirit, according to the Lord Jesus Christ. In John 3, 5, that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Being born of water means that every man, woman, and child must be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2.38, which Peter declared. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." Being born of the Spirit means every man, woman, and child must speak in tongues. God's unknown language described in Acts 2, 4 that reads, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is essential to God's plan of salvation. And even the Lord Jesus Christ himself was baptized by John the Baptist in the river Jordan to fulfill all righteousness. And if the Lord Jesus Christ himself was baptized to set the example for salvation, we too, likewise, must also be baptized as well. Therefore, Mark 16, 16 exclaims, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Philip sat and taught the eunuch as written in Acts 8, 36 to 38, it reads, And as they went on their way, there came unto certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. The eunuch departed from Philip with a rejoicing heart, knowing that he had obeyed and fulfilled God's commandments, declared by the Lord Jesus Christ in God's holy word, the Bible. Therefore, Acts 4.12 confirms the saving power and authority vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The eunuch's quest for God's righteousness and plan of salvation was fulfilled when he was baptized and he is now ready to enter into the kingdom of God. And it is truly wonderful to know that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Almighty God, will stand in the midst of the new Jerusalem with his arms wide open to receive those who have obeyed his commandment for the salvation of their souls. And the first prophetic picture given in God's word concerning Jesus Christ is found in Genesis 
3, 14 and 15 that reads, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. God's word states her seed and not his seed, referring to the future descendant of the woman, Jesus Christ, who would be victorious over the serpent, meaning the devil or Satan, the deceiver of the world. Immediately following the downfall of Adam and Eve because of their disobedience to God's commandment, God made provision through the seed of the woman, Eve, for mankind through obedience to God's commandment to regain the image of God. Only by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ's plan of salvation are we able to experience God's redemption plan that frees every man, woman, and child from the curse and penalty of sin. God's Word, the Bible, describes God's plan for mankind to receive and benefit from the endless blessings of salvation. Therefore, the divine lineage is further described in Genesis 9.26. It reads, And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. The promised seed of the woman was to come through the line of Shem. And the Lord Jesus Christ after the flesh descended from the line of Shem because Shem had devoted himself to God wholly and preserved the knowledge of the true and living God. In addition, the prophecy spoken by Noah relates to the eminent spiritual blessings that come when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Messiah coming from the line of Shem. And Romans 9, 3-5 further denotes, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all God blessed forever. Amen. In earnest sincerity, the Apostle Paul expressed his sorrow for Israel, who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ, who reminded the people of the previous agreements made between their forefathers and God to perpetuate God's word throughout the ages so that his name would be proclaimed in all the earth. The man Jacob, who had 12 sons, was included in this promise, and God did not choose Reuben, the firstborn, to lead the family in the ways of God, nor Joseph, the favorite son. Instead, God chose Judah, the fourth son, who was elected to fulfill this prophecy. Therefore, Genesis 49, 8 through 10 denotes, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as an old lion. Who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh, meaning Christ's first advent, come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The term scepter used here indicates kingly power. And the word Shiloh is a name for the Messiah, or Christ the anointed. This identifies the lineage of the soon coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. 
And Jacob's prophecy and designation of the 12 tribes is most significant in Christian history. Thus, the tribe of Judah proved to be worthy of God's calling and excelled greatly, rising above its temporal faults and continued on as a conqueror of all rivals. Judah therefore reigned supreme as the true prince of peace. Jesus Christ then proclaimed to every man, woman, and child in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and have laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And through this chosen line of Judah were the promises perpetuated in King David, who was called by God as a man after God's own heart. Therefore, the promise made of the coming Messiah descended through the seed of David. This important disclosure from the prophet Nathan was made to David in 2 Samuel 7, 16 that reads, And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. God later confirmed his oath given in Psalms 89, 3 and 4 and 35 to 37. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. Selah. Once I have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever in his throne as a sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. Then years later, after the death of King David, during the time when the children of Israel went back into idolatry, this irrevocable, revocable, and unconditional covenant was reaffirmed to Israel through the prophet Jeremiah. Although God promised David that his descendants would sit upon his throne, the promise did not literally mean that there would be an unbroken line of David's successors on the throne. Therefore, Jeremiah prophesied that God would raise up a king in the future to sit on the throne of David. Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6 denotes, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days shall Judah be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Let's compare this prophecy with that written in Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of, its root, out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The term branch appears in both prophecies. And Isaiah's prophecy states, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Therefore, Luke describes the child Jesus in Luke 2.40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. These similarities in the scriptures create an obvious description of whom the prophet is referring to. And these characteristics are distinctive of his perfect fullness, which come forth from the throne of God. Therefore, Revelations 1-4 further reveals, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. The scripture refers to God's Holy Spirit from whom comes the believer's resources to service in the kingdom of God. A perfectly detailed plan has been laid out by the Lord Jesus Christ 
whose kingdom is a reflection of him as king of kings. King Solomon, who loved the Lord God and walked in the statutes, asked the Lord for an understanding heart. His unselfish request pleased God, being that Solomon did not ask for riches, long life, or the lives of his enemies, but for an understanding to discern judgment. Therefore God granted Solomon's request, and his wisdom to rule his kingdom was blessed by the Lord. In Matthew 12, 42, it further declares, The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Jesus Christ, the king of kings, came from this heritage described in the Old Testament, and it was also from divine parentage. Thus the prophet Isaiah proclaimed in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The name Emmanuel means God with us in the person of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 offers this exhortation. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This passage is confirmed in Luke 1, 26 to 33. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom they shall be no end. The angel Gabriel appeared to Joseph in Matthew 1, 18-21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This declaration states that their sins and not in their sins. And the name of Jesus is the Greek counterpart of the Hebrew term Jehoshua, meaning Savior, as confirmed by the angel Gabriel to Mary herself. Hence, the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, can claim an unbroken genealogy directly from King David as the King of kings and Lord of lords, who is coming to call us home, saying, Come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. 
If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at Jesus Coming Soon. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Evan H. Sproat Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of his hands. And now to conclude our telecast for this morning, our church band will play a song entitled Marching On With Jesus.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.